burlesque moms have it all. Careers, family, and that glamorous showgirl lifestyle. Okay, maybe it isn't always glamorous, but it's a lot of fun. And as a working mom, grown-up fun is not always easy to find. These are the adventures of four fabulous friends who just happen to be burlesque moms. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Burlesque Moms, Cabaret, Cocktails, and Kiddos. We are your hosts, Cabaret and Cocktails, Maui's cheekiest burlesque troupe. I'm Bourbon Lane, a warm shot of burlesque whiskey. I am Sadie Vine, the divine double diva of Maui Burlesque. And I'm Miss F-Bomb, the hottest weapon in the burlesque arsenal. And I am Lily Olay, Maui's tropical burlesque princess. I'd like to start today's podcast the way we always do, by giving you a peek into what we are pouring. I am drinking whiskey, of course, but this time I've spiced things up with a little elderflower that I got at Ikea. What? Ikea? And club soda over ice. I feel like I needed the elderflower to keep me hydrated and healthy, a little immunity boost. It's important to boost your immunity when you're drinking. (laughs) What are you drinking, ladies? Oh, me? Oh, nothing fancy. Just getting my orange juice with a shot of vodka in it. So, you know, my vitamin C. (laughs) Now you won't get scurvy. That's good. Yeah. Hey, got to always watch out for the scurvy. Definitely. Being a salty sailor, got to watch out for that. And what else? Who else is drinking? Miss F-Bomb, what are you drinking? I have my uh, typical morning chai tea with a little shot of bullet bourbon. Mm, Tasty. Because it is, you know, it's almost noon, I'm having a gin and tonic. It's a nice purple gin and tonic because I'm using the Empress Gin, which has that butterfly pea flower, which is magical and starts out blue and then turns purple when you add the tonic to it. Ooh, that is fancy. Wow. (laughs) That is like a fairy tale drink. We've totally been on a butterfly pea flower kick lately because that's part of what's in our butterfly French 75. Because if you drink too many of them, you start to see butterflies. Yeah, I think, F-Bomb, you should do a blog post about the butterfly pea flower and why it's so magical. Ooh. Tune into our blog for information on the butterfly pea flower cocktail concoction. But, you know, you can also find all of our drink recipes and delicious libations on our website, burlesquemoms.com. We have all our cocktail recipes listed on the blog because we fancy. We're also alcoholics. Whatever. (laughs) We're functional. So I think before we move on, we need to give our listeners a little cheat sheet. We were really bad last week. We need to kind of give everybody a cheat sheet of what our real names are, just because we're going to slip into them here and there. So I'll start. I'm Sadie Vine, also known as Sarah. I'm Bourbon Lane, aka Amanda. I'm Miss F-Bomb, also known as Felicia. And I'm Lily and Lily. She's the only one we got right. Lily Olay is also Lily in the real world. I was so creative. (laughs) That one, we're going to be pretty good about getting her name. So we will do our best to use our burlesque names. But I mean, like we talked about in the last episode, those are really stage personas. And this is behind the scenes. So we're not really used to using it when we're talking with each other. That's why we're not really good at it. Maybe we'll have to start getting in a costume before we record or something. 
Maybe if we start drinking more, the more we drink, the more we'll be like our personas. Fair. And it will, <laughs> I don't know, it's noon for you guys. It's much later for me. So it's fine if I'm drunk. It's awkward if you guys are drunk. Weird. So those of you who tuned in last week, you're awesome, number one. Two, we sort of touched a little bit on our fan base and our support system and how awesome everybody is in that support system. And we, when we first recorded that episode, we talked a lot about how awesome all of our inner circle and fans are. And I wanted to sort of reiterate and bring up some of the stories that didn't make it into the first podcast about our behind the scenes team, including significant others, our small humans. I think that really should start with our very first and probably my favorite burlesque mom story. And Lily, you have to tell it because it was your <laughs> Well, yeah. I mean, Winston, when we started, Winston was still in diapers. So sometimes he would cut, he was like two and a half, maybe, maybe three, just about out of diapers. Anyway, so he'd come to rehearsal with me so that Scott wouldn't have two little guys. He would just be home with Jack. And at that time, Winston also, his very first crush was Bourbon Lane. So it was really easy to get him to come to rehearsals too, because he, he loved her darkness. And so she, anyway, so there was a lot of reasons and Winston would come with me. Sarah, uh, Sadie Vine was working on her very first solo, which was fabulous. And I think it was our first dress rehearsal where you were going to do your full, the full act with the reveal at the end. And so Winston being a great little audience member sat there on the couch and Sarah did her act. And at the very end reveals the reason why she's the divine diva with the double D's. And he stood up and he said, the beginning was okay, but the end and just applauded. And it was just the cutest little thing and his enthusiasm. I think who, I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better reaction the first time you're doing your, your very first solo. And since then, Winston's always wanted to um, put on my sparkly shoes and be a part of costume making. And he's still, I think, one of our best burlesque fans for sure. <laughs> he's a dapper little dude. That boy's got a sense of fashion. Let's get it from uh, his mama and his dad. Uncle Gabe came over yesterday and redid Winston's epic mullet. So it's a little bit more like shaved down and not quite as long and ducktail fluffy in the end. But yeah, his sense of style, he really loves it. He was wearing a denim jacket that I found him at the Goodwill yesterday. And I took a, a Groot, you know, from Guardians of the Galaxy, a kid's t-shirt with Groot on it that was too small for Winston. So I cut it out, one of those old punk rock tricks and made a patch and sewed it onto the back of his jacket with some of my embroidery. And he gets so many compliments on it. And he loves telling people that his mom made it for him so yeah I think yeah costume well Sarah your kids are super into costumes and Batman and we all have that in common well I mean speaking of Batman this kind of goes online with with support system my, my husband likes Batman he has this epic Batman costume epic I mean it is like full-on rubber suit like real deal well we bought it for the Maui Brew Fest Many years ago, we, we, so my birthday is right around the time they do Brewfest. So for many years, my birthday has been Brewfest. I just say, okay, everybody's coming to Brewfest. This is what we're doing for my birthday. And one year, I think it was the first year that, that Jason and, and F-Bomb joined us. They brought like fake mustaches. We, we all wore fake mustaches and hats. It was sunny. So we all had hats and mustaches and we kind of grew from there. Every year we've had a theme and we all dress up and go to Brewfest. One of our most epic years, we went as superheroes. And my husband was Batman. 
and he bought the best Batman costume he could. I mean, this thing is a full-on rubber condom that he was like bodysuit condom, you know. It was not overcast that day. It was very hot and sunny. And but so yeah, so my husband's wearing this 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 awesome Batman costume. So we have this Batman costume. He's worn it just about every year for for Halloween. When we did a Halloween show a few years back, my husband for our for our smaller shows, he usually is is serves as security. So he does the door, he sells tickets at the door, but he's also security. In that particular case, he was Batman providing us security. And there was there was a small tiff happening at the back of the audience in the middle of one of the numbers. Somebody's fans were getting a little too rowdy and kind of getting in it with each other. And my husband in his Batman costume just goes and stands right behind them, making sure that they didn't get out of control in the middle of our show. Because the bat is intimidating. Yeah, he's very intimidating. And he goes, I mean, not only did he buy this this massive, heavy, hot costume, but he, every single time he wears it, has to borrow makeup so that he can darken his, his eye sockets so that it fits in. He doesn't have these bright white eye sockets behind his Batman mask. He's, he's dedicated. It's awesome. That's one thing Scott's taught me and the boys is the details of costumes. Like if you're going to do it, you go for it, you know, like, and so I, even with the support on just our daily fashion sets, although Scott doesn't like my short hair, it's, he says it weirds him out. And I'm like, hmm, fine. I mean, maybe it's also because I'm wearing these pajamas that I got that kind of look like monk pajamas. So like with my head and then my pajamas, I do kind of look like a Tibetan monk. So I might have to start maybe wearing some like red lipstick once in a while. I don't know. But other than my hair, he's really supportive. <laughs> Scott, Scott is an old school, like, burlesque grandma. But Scott even helped you on your first routine. Well, yeah, after he made me cry. Like, I mean, but yes, it was a bonding experience. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, he helped me do lime and a coconut. So Scott it was involved in burlesque before any of us. So he is a burlesque expert. He's not an expert. Let's call it for real. He's a burlesque snob. And because of that, he doesn't let me, like when I did Lime in a Coconut, I did my act. I was all nervous. And he goes, well, if you want to look like a drunk sorority girl, you nailed it. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. I want to look. And so so he, he said, no, you have to commit to the movements and don't make it up. Don't add things commit to your choreography and go for it. And so he stood there at the end of the hall showing me how to cup the bottom of that coconut cup. He's like, you got to do it like you're cupping a pair of balls and you have to. And it was, I mean, I appreciate the commitment and I know if I'm going to ask Scott's opinion, I better be ready for an honest opinion because he's not going to sugarcoat it for me because I'm his girlfriend. So it makes me either not show it to him or or make sure it's something really good. Butthead. <laughs> but I think that's really great, though, that even though he's a bit of a burlesque snob, so to speak, at least you know you're going to get an actual honest response and not, not just the obligatory, yeah, no, those pants don't make you look fat. You, you want to have someone who's actually an honest critique. And one of my absolute favorite examples of that was backstage at one of our shows. I don't even remember what show it was. Maybe it was the summer show that we did. It was my mermaid show, my first show with you guys, the long show with you. Yeah. And Miss F-Bomb did this bathtub number where she had this pink little negligee on 
in a tub of water and was doing her whole thing. And her husband came backstage <laughs> and literally told her, yeah, you're not getting enough water on your negligee. I, I need to be able to see nipples through <laughs> your negligee while you're on stage. And I'm like, that is a good partner. Yeah. Knows what she's trying to do and is not upset or intimidated or demasculated because his wife is on stage showing her body. He knows who's, who she's going home with. So I just think that was a really good example of a partner really supporting and, and like, I know what you wanted on the stage and you weren't getting it. So here's what you need to do. And I was like, that's the relationship. Boom. Support crew. And our support crew is so important. I think a lot of people don't realize, like, yes, we do perform. We're all performers. We produce, we direct, but it takes so much. There's so many moving parts to any show and we couldn't do this alone. Like I said last week with, with raising kids, it takes a village, but doing burlesque takes a village as well. And so without, without our partners, we wouldn't be able to do burlesque. They're very supportive of what we do and don't have issues with what we're doing. And we've worked with people who, who have partners that have issues that don't support them. And it makes it so much harder. Our partners, Sarah and I's husbands have both gotten a lot more critical of the stuff that we're putting out over the last few years. But it's a good thing because... We need someone with a discerning eye to come in and be like, eh, you guys weren't quite together on that. Or maybe you guys should try this angle instead. Yeah, especially when we're all dancing with each other and we can't see what we're doing necessarily. It helps to have somebody say, well, you guys are doing this and you guys are doing this and it doesn't quite match up. Is What are you supposed to be doing? What is it supposed to look like? And they're very, they've gotten very good at at watching and getting involved and giving us critique in ways that is helpful. No, we've gotten really better about not taking it personal either. It's just that critique. And I think that comes from the confidence of performing. I mean, remember when I started performing with you girls, my nerves, I was shaking like a little nervous dog, just like tremors. It's so awesome now that I can watch a performance and not see myself shaking like I used to. And I think that's come from the confidence of performing more often. And then the support of dancing with you girls always is great too. The atmosphere is always a very productive one, not an overly critical one when we're rehearsing, which I appreciate. And then of course there's this, the support we need when we're, when we're trying to rehearse and there's too many kids around. There's always that. Yeah. Good Lord. There's burlesque support. And then there's also mom support that's needed. And just general kid wrangling. One of my absolute favorite memories for Cabaret and Cocktails was when we did the photo shoot for our Burlesque Bombs poster, actually. We had the four of us up in the boat that's in the back of Lily Ole's backyard. Jason, my husband's running around. He's got like a kid under each arm. A couple of them are screaming and crying. There's dogs running around all over the place. Photographer is like losing her mind. And Jason's just hauling around children while we're up on a boat trying to be sexy. It was hysterical. All four of my dogs. Photographer up on a ladder. <laughs> Acting like everything was cool. Sadie, your daughter is screaming, no boat. No boat. No boat, mommy. No boat. I think she, she probably would have been fine except for... Bourbon, your son was was not having it. And I think that set off my daughter. So it was, it was your son and my daughter. I think, Lily, your kids weren't there. We're in this this rickety boat that's kind of up on a platform. And, and we were thinking it was going to be pretty mellow because we're just going to get in the boat. We had we were in the boat <laughs> taking pictures. And yeah, the, the kids are just melting down over us being in the boat for some reason. I don't know what it was, but they were not having it. Yeah, my daughter was just screaming, no boat, mommy. And I think even after that, like several days after that, no boat, mommy. And then I think eventually we had to bring 
Bourbon's son into the boat with us to get our photo. Yeah, the final picture, we all look so confident, like nothing, not a care in the world. And meanwhile, I'm holding my son down in the boat as he's crying. Amanda had like a hand on his back and was just like, just stay there, buddy. <laughs> It'll be okay. I'm like rubbing his back, but kind of holding him into the boat so he's not in the shot. And he's just screaming and screaming. And then Olivia's down below. No boat, no boat. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the picture. Yeah. It was, but that isn't the first time that we had to have support wrangling because when we shot our COVID Christmas show, we were shooting promo videos in Sadie Mine's kitchen and Lily, your kids and Sadie, your kids. I was carrying Hunter, Olivia, Gideon, and Winston were outside with Jason and Aaron was filming Lily and Bourbon doing sweaty balls. I had Hunter in the carrier. I swear, every time you guys started recording, he started just making noise. Like when he was born, I swear he came out just going. I was I was trying to be around the you know, trying to watch and see what was going on. But as soon as we start recording, he'd just start making noise. So I had to go outside, and so I went like through the garage so I didn't disturb anybody. And outside is Jason running around trying to keep Gideon and and Olivia from like running into the road. And Winston's in his Batman pajamas with the red dress over it. Yeah, 20 feet up the coconut trees, watching the neighbors watch Rick and Morty. Yeah, it was crazy. And then we had to get Winston to climb out of the tree so Amanda could put that dress on <laughs> to take the... <laughs> and it's amazing because the dress looked good on both of you. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing dress. Yeah, we, we were in the middle of one of the shots and the sliding door, which was like off and just behind us out of the shot of Bourbon and Lily, slides open and Gideon takes two steps inside and is immediately like grabbed by Jason, snatched back outside, the door gets closed. That support. On top of all of this, the, the ladies have their, their backs to the chaos that's going on outside and Aaron and I are watching them, but also just like children running back and forth in the background chased by Jason. <laughs> that's part of that support system that we have, that we have uncles, we have aunties, we have, I mean, even when F-Bomb, when you were choreographing a boy less number, my son was in the background dancing along with all the other dancers. And I'm behind that sitting on the floor, hot gluing a lampshade. You know, we sort of touched last week on parenting styles, our kids growing up in this burlesque world. And we're not trying to say that we're better parents than other people. This is not a parenting advice show. This is nowhere near a parenting advice show. We are not offering any advice. No, we're just sharing stories. But I think to me that the thing that is important for the fact that all of our kids and your dogs and chickens, quite frankly, F-bomb, have seen us do many things. And it's not that we're getting piss-ass drunk, crazy drunk, and letting them just run amok. That isn't what's happening. And we're not ignoring the fact that we have important roles as parents. But we are showing them what it's like to have a healthy friendship and a creative outlet and what it is to, to trust another adult. They, they're going to grow up to see what it is to have a group of friends that support you and make you a better friend and better person. And see us having fun doing something. And that has nothing to do with them. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 they're involved, but it's not about them. It's about us. My mom played soccer. And we were off there at her games or her practices, just sitting on the side. I remember 
playing with some of the other kids, climbing trees while my mom did soccer. And it was not about us. And we just had to be get used to watching my mom play soccer. And we learned how to entertain ourselves as well. And it was good to see my mom doing something that she loved and that she wanted to do that had nothing to do with us. Right. Well, it shows your kids too, that you're still a person. Mommy's not just mommy. Mommy also has things outside of children. You know, it's sometimes good to expose them to things that they're not like. I remember growing up, I did ballet with with Lily. Lily and I did ballet a lot. And so my sister, who does not dance and does not particularly like ballet, my parents do. I mean, nobody was into ballet but me. I was the ballerina and nobody else really was. But they came to all my shows. And my sister is a really good judge of ballet through no choice of her own. (laughs) It's just how she, she got exposed to it entirely because of me and and she knows good ballet and she knows what she likes and knows what she doesn't like when it comes to watching dance and it's because she was kind of forced into it and sometimes I think that's good for kids to do things that are not about them and that may not be what they want to do all right well I'm out of boost yeah I'm out too my glass is empty ching ching cling cling well you know what that means we still haven't figured out how we're ending this thing well no we decided that how we're ending is as soon as the booze is gone so is our will to live so our will to move on in the podcast world ends as soon as our drink. And that's how we're ending the show right now with empty glasses, but full hearts. <laughs> empty cavity where my heart should be. Empty glasses and full hearts and our hearts of ice. <laughs> Probably got some laundry to go switch out. My kid is in the background. I can hear him screaming, mommy, where are you? And then you can hear my sister-in-law getting come downstairs. I don't want to come downstairs. Mommy, what are you doing? Stop doing that, mommy. We are cabaret and cocktails, Maui's cheekiest burlesque troupe. I am Sadie Vine. I'm Bourbon Lane. I'm Lily Olay. And I'm Miss F-Bomb. Thank you all for joining us today. Well, that was another fun diversion. Now it's time to go wash the marker out of that freshly rhinestoned thong. If you liked today's show, please leave us a review on iTunes. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, or burlesquemoms.com.